Welcome to Work is Good, a CSM podcast. My name is Landon Buto, and I host this show with my dad, Chris Buto, the owner and president at CSM. This week's conversation was with Rob Mitterando, one of the founders of North Arrow Coffee Company, which is a pro-life coffee company. And uh, they give a significant portion of their revenue to various pro-life organizations. And it was really cool to hear about their mission and their story. Do apologize in advance for a few technical difficulties with the team's call, just as a quick heads up, and I hope you can enjoy this week's episode. Thanks for joining us, Rob. Really appreciate it. Um, we are, yeah, we're just going to let you go ahead and kick it off with just an introduction, just general introduction. We'll get back just to kind of a more detailed story, but just give us a quick intro of who you are and, and what you're doing. All right, great. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm very excited to be here and share our, share our story. But uh, my name is Rob Mitterando, and I am one of the co-founders of North Arrow Coffee Company. Uh, we're a uh, we're a startup. We just opened last year, but we're a specialty grade coffee company that provides roasted to order coffee to its customers. And our company has a purpose behind it, which is to contribute as best as we can to the end of abortion in America. We do that by donating 15% of our sales to pro-life organizations. That's great. Praise God. Yeah. Right. Good work. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Well, well good. Good. Uh, appreciate the intro. So yeah. How did you, what, what was your process to that journey? I know you're a, you're a veteran owned company company. Um, so seems like there was probably a pretty quick transition there, pretty firm transition over to a different line of work there. What was that? process like for you to get get this company off the ground yeah the, the transitional process for me has been over a decade i got out of the marine corps back in 2008 um and then i did some uh, other paramilitary work for a little while eventually moved back home and worked in uh the construction trade for upwards of a decade until uh 2020 when i got laid off from my job and i've been home um with my family, uh, completing my my education since then, as well as helping homeschool my kids. Um, so how we got into the coffee company is my my partner and I worked in our previous job together, and we were we just kind of struck up a friendship. We're the only conservatives and the only well, as far as we knew, the, the only like real Christians, not as opposed to fake Christians. I just mean like the only Christians in the uh, in the business. Um, in the, in the place that we were working and we kind of gravitated towards each other. So um, many times we would talk about abortion. We'd talk about what it means to be a veteran, what it means to be a man of God. How do we synthesize our oath to uh, defend the constitution, which means defending the people that the constitution protects uh, with, um, with our, our love for the world because of who Christ is and arrived at a dead end conversation um, for a couple of years. You know, we just had the same circular conversation. Uh, with that, we've talked about many business ideas together. I'm, I'm a bit of a serial entrepreneur. Um, and every once in a while, I'll I'll catch a scent and start running it down. And not everything, you know, becomes a business. Um, but back in December of 2021, uh, DJ and I were chatting. And I said, hey, man, what if we just started a coffee company? And uh, made a very simple pledge to our customer that this is who we are and we're going to be authentic to our values no matter what. Um, so if you associate with our brand and you like us, you could you could rest assured that we're not some weird grifty thing or, or that we're not going to um, 
turn our turn our backs on our customer base and the people who help us build our business. Um, and then very quickly, if, within a few days after that, one morning I was uh, I was in prayer, and uh, man, the Lord just put the abortion topic right front and center, very heavy on my heart. And I wrote our mission statement, I texted it over to DJ, and I said, hey. If we're serious about this and this is what we're uh, going to go for, we're going to start this business together. Uh, this is the hill that we're going to fight on. And um, he's like, "All right, man, let's do it." So that was uh, that was it. That's how we were born. Yeah, that's great. That's cool. Why why coffee? Mm. So I, mean, I love coffee. I don't, I don't need a reason for coffee, yeah. but it's still. Well, you kind of just you kind of just answered the question, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Our, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, I kind of put it this way. Like if, if there's like a level 10 coffee Jedi, I'm only like a five. There's still so much to learn, but I do really appreciate good niche coffees. Great coffee. And all the conversations that DJ, DJ and I've had over the years were over, um, we're over a cup of coffee. Um, so very often I would, I would make a French press in the office and there's too much coffee for me to drink by myself. So. So I'm knocking at his door. Hey, man, I made some coffee. You want to chat? And he's like, yeah, come on in. He's an executive, by the way. So I, I was in operations. Um, and that kind of became the like the rhythm of our relationship. So the fact that we were uh, talking about coffee on this particular day, kind of, and then knowing that this was our history together, was it was almost like a no-brainer. Um, the other reason, though, is once we actually looked into it and investigated, hey, what do we need to start a coffee company? We found out that it was actually, for the model that we have, it's a very low barrier of entry. And, and there was a very clear and concise path for how we could get this business off off the ground, um, uh, how we could be profitable in a, in a short period of time. And it just, it just made sense. Everything lined up and we went for it. Yeah, that's really cool. So... Cool. Um, yeah, appreciate the why. That's that's awesome. Really cool to hear about. Uh, really curious about just just the details of of that process of turning that conversation into okay, you know, let's start with a website or start with a yeah um, some sourcing or you know what what were the details? What was the first thing you you went to? Yeah. So the. Uh was um, you know coming out of construction trade and working a few years in manufacturing on the operations side it's always how are you going to make it work what's the logistics look like what are our partnerships going to look like uh, supply chain wise and all that um, DJ is an executive and a IT um, guy so we're 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 a and we very very much complement each other with our different skill sets um, so what it looked like was my initial vision was to seek out and find small coffee roasters, faith-based roasters around the country that need outlets and need to fill their capacity for manufacturing. Because I know a lot of coffee companies are dollars of overhead and they're not roasting at capacity. Companies to partner up with and let's resell their coffee through a marketplace, essentially build a marketplace. However, we quickly realized that it was going to be really difficult. Technologies weren't in place to do that. Um, and we found that we could do high quality coffee, roast, roasted to order coffee and the drop ship model. Um, 
So as soon as we found our current partner, Values Aligned, they're Christian missionaries that got into coffee almost by accident. Um, they have a they have a superior product to you know what you're what you're going to get in a Starbucks or in a grocery store. And for us, it meant no overhead going into the business, uh, at least in a uh, operational sense. Uh, it was a no-brainer. It was like this is this is what we're going to go for. Um, with that, our our branding kind of happened organically. Um, over the years, DJs always said, "Rob, what's your North Arrow? Uh, what's your North Arrow?" And um, I uh, I never really knew. I mean, I always kind of knew it was Jesus, but I, I didn't know how it translated to business. So I just I was like, "Hey, man, why don't we call it North Arrow Coffee?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I love it." And then the next morning, I wake up and he texts me an N with an arrow pointing up. And in my in my notebook the night before, I had drawn an N with an arrow pointing up. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> All right, we got our branding. I think that was too easy. Pretty easy um, alignment there. That's great. Yeah, and as soon as we had the name and the brand, he just he being the IT guy and and that arm of this, he got the website going. He purchased domains. I mean, we, by within seventy days, we were operational on a website, mm-hmm. taking wow. orders and, and and ready to deliver pro- product. It was really really like conception to launch was short faster than things I've done in the past for sure. Yeah. So are you guys doing so so this may have been lost a little bit. You broke up a little bit in there. I may have missed this a little bit. But did you you're okay. you're okay. just sourcing the coffee from that that other company that you mentioned. And is it just the beans yes. and you're doing the packaging and the distributing? No, so our roaster is a complete drop ship solution for us so the way it works is our customer goes on our website and they place an order we have a third-party app that integrates into our roasters uh manufacturing platform i don't even know what they use um they see that our customer ordered a product okay. and they roast the coffee they bag it they label it they put it in a shipping package with a shipping label and send it to the customer for us mm. wow. um, so okay. we are we are completely hands-off on the coffee Gotcha. Um, our long-term t- goal is to roast our own coffee, and what's great is we've already discussed this with our current partner. And what 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 will happen eventually is we'll get to a point where our our needs are going to exceed their capacity. Right. Um, and this is this is they've done this with other companies, and then at that point they'll actually help us transition into a model where where we'll be roasting. The good thing is is when we do that, we'll be at capacity for the equipment that we're purchasing, so our overhead will be justified we'll have a much shorter roi on the three hundred fifty thousand dollars or whatever it's going to be in, of investment for that equipment than if we had to do it last year to just to get started right, so, right 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 yeah makes a lot of sense that's neat so how do, how do you go from zero to um having the 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 knowledge to craft good coffees i mean i know i know you're relying on this yeah. partner you know but you still got to select beans you've got to yeah, you, I mean, you still got to make decisions, or or is yep. that all completely just in? Hey, we we want, uh, you know, we want a dark roast, we want a light roast, we want a South American coffee, we want, you know, or or tell me how much of the, you know, how much are you becoming the the the, the craftsman, you know, uh, versus you mm-hmm. just being great business and branding people and knowing quality and finding people who can do that for you and just saying, hey, produce, you know, X number yep. of products of of good quality that we can sell at this price point. Yeah. So 
Uh, everything. So I would say right now, if I had to describe what I do is I'm a curator. Um, I, I, I'm curating copies that are specialty grade, which is not just a made up term. I think some people throw it around use, loosely, but true specialty grade coffee is coffee that's graded and has scored above an 82 on the grading scale. Um, the grading scale, I can never get the organization's name right, but it's it's kind of governed by, I think it's the American Specialty Grade Coffee Association. Um, and anybody who says they're specialty grade coffee and is grading on that scale technically is supposed to be a member of that association. They should carry their seals on their website. We don't advertise those scores on our website because we're not the ones roasting their coffee. Our roast um, is providing that exceptional quality, that true specialty grade quality coffee. So what I do is I say, hey, send me send me these coffees um, and I sample them and I, I determine what flavor notes we're listing on the packages and all that stuff. I still have to do the work of product design. I just don't have to do the work of roasting, which is really nice for me. Um, long term, I want to roast, but it was this decision point of do I want to do I want to do it all at once and, and, and learn on the fly, which I, I've done it in construction, I've done it in other businesses, or do I want to just start with a really good product and build a brand? Yeah. Um, you know, so 90% of my job is sales and marketing. It, yeah. it is, it is branding sales and marketing, but the 10% where I'm tasting coffees, we're having a, um, a coffee social this weekend at my house where we're, we're bringing in some new coffees that we don't currently offer on our website. And we're going to get a whole bunch of our local customers are going to come over the house. We're going to feed them. And they're going to go around and sample coffees, and we're going to talk about those coffees. And those coffees are going to be products that we release now. So there is a fun process involved there of, uh, I guess, craftsmanship or curating that we get to do. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, I uh, I like. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense the the approach you guys decided to go for of, you know, not having to do everything all at once and and learn the build up a, a customer base and a brand. Um, with mm-hmm. coffee you can trust and and uh, actually yeah. believe in, obviously. I think that makes a lot of sense, and it's obviously working for you guys, so that's awesome. Um, talk a little bit about the the day-to-day, if, you know, the, the 90% of what you are doing. Um, what have been some some key decisions you've had to make with, with that branding sales marketing process? Yeah, um, so, so we're completely self-funded, which means we're not funded. <laughs> Um, I've been out of the, you know, the working marketplace for over two years now. So we have essentially my family's been living off of, of, uh, the GI bill. Um, thank God I have the GI bill and, uh, and our savings. And, um, you know, we've been, we've been scraping by, um, and we just don't have a, you know, even a five figure marketing budget. So yeah, most of the work that I do is pure bootstrap marketing. Um, a lot of it's via social media um and then any chance i have the network with people um and go for it the interview does um it gets our story out there and uh we get to meet people that you know hopefully as as we grow in our separate fields and we have good contacts you know where where does where does coffee and (laughs) mortgage mortgages collide i don't know but um that's really it. It's a lot of networking, um, a lot of interacting with people, making sure that we're accessible to our customers. And then, um, you know, we've done some travel, we've done a few conferences and stuff like that and, and made some really cool key connections at those. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Um, in the yeah the the bootstrapping the social media, where what success have you seen there? Um. So all of our successes really come from there, at least the vast majority of it. Um, you know, I'm sure you've heard the saying, I always mess this up, but you, there, there's, there's three things, right? You could have it fast, you could have it right, or you could have it cheap, but you can only have two. Um, so the downside of bootstrap marketing is, is, is you're not going to have it fast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, but we're getting it cheap. And not not cheap in quality, but where we're not having to invest, you know, a lot of money and, yeah. and we're able to do it right, which means that we're, we're building a good, strong brand. We're going to have a good brand reputation, you know, five years down the road. We're going to be solid and um, and people know us, which I think is an important part of having a coffee brand. Um, so that being said, it's it's mostly social media. It's um, understanding the different social media channels and how to use them. And I'm not a pro at this by any means. But there's there's things that we put out there on Twitter that that cause our audience to react, that cause us to see sales come over from from that platform. So we're you know obviously we're using analytics to to see what works and what doesn't. And then, then there's Instagram that are completely different. Um, right. I think that what I found more than anything though from a social media aspect is that a personal touch is so important. I think people will know when just graphics are being shoved in front of their face and it's automated and, and there's really no pulse there versus getting your face in front of the camera, uh, sending out a hot take on Twitter once in a while. That that seems to do well. <laughs> um, people people want to interact with real people. They want to interact with a brand story. Yeah. And uh, and are you are you kind of approaching that from building? Seems to be, seems to be helping. Sorry, we're we're off and on a little bit. I'm breaking up a little bit here. Don't know if I've interrupted you there. I got you loud um, and clear. All right, good, good. Are you mostly approaching that from building like those accounts or those your name or are those North Arrow's name or both? So, so both. I, I have all my personal accounts, um, and then we have all of our North Arrow accounts. So all of our social media handles are at North Arrow Coffee, except for Twitter because Twitter doesn't let you have that many characters. So our Twitter handle is Pro Life Coffee, which is actually a pretty awesome handle too. Yeah. Um, so I leverage both accounts. So one of the ways that I keep it personal is if you go to any one of our social media accounts in the bio for the business, it says follow our co-founder at whatever it is. You know, my my Instagram is yeah, I don't even know my Instagram personal handle. Yeah. So you saw that. Um, just. Where, you know, I think I think part of having a lifestyle brand and a missional brand, especially the mission we're in, is that we got to have our face on it. I think it's so important. Um, when I see when I see a business or a company in the faith sector that's trying to make a claim, the first thing I click on is the about us and the leadership team. I want to see if they're putting their face on it. And if they're not, I, I feel like I feel like I'm less inclined to have that trust there, you know. Um, so I probably do 80 percent of my posting on the company side but then yeah. very often I'll, I'll put something out there on my side my twitter all my links point back to north arrow i'll retweet my my personal tweets with the company and then vice versa because some people follow me on the company channel and some people follow me on the personal channel so there's a lot of a lot of back and forth yeah so how'd you come across public square oh man um i don't know I, I how did I come across Public Square? 
I just must have stumbled on them doing market research. Um, that's all. That's the only way I could think of it. I don't been, really know how I found them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I only knew of of uh, just their existence through LinkedIn. Someone liked Michael Seifert's post, the CEO, and and uh, just you know popped on their website, checked them out real quick. Um, but yeah, have they been have they been a big piece of uh, just kind of getting some attention on your your brand because I think that is where I mean through them I think is where I discover you. Yeah, so when we listed on Public Square, there was only we were the tenth coffee company nationally to list on Public Square. Okay. Now there's last time I checked there was more than forty. I think there's probably even more than that now. Um, that being said, my any any conservative minded business that's not listing on public square is doing themselves a disservice because I'm not trying to advertise for them, but first of all, it's free and it's a directory. Yeah. <laughs> and you get it, you get just enough in there to tell your brand story. Um, the local marketplaces, especially when you get away from city centers, the local mar- marketplaces on public square are not saturated with businesses. So it's a really simple tool that, that you can leverage. We do get traffic on the regular. No doubt. Not only that we're on public square um, marketplace, it's that this is the, this is one of the places that conservatives are going to right now. They're the same people that are on public square are still using Instagram. They're still using truth social. They're still using. So we, we, we sprinkle our brand across all those platforms because the more times people see this logo, the, the more times the, the better chance it is that it's going to that it's going to um, that it's going to register and become familiar and something that they're they've seen in a few places so it's yeah i think public square has been essential uh, i don't know how many public square users are aware of the fact that you at least have to claim that you align with these seven core values um but i would hope that that helps people find reputable conservative brands as well Great. Yeah, that's good to know. I've I've sort of seen them in passing, you know, various social media interactions I've had and, and was vaguely familiar with them and vaguely aware of their conservative leanings. But mm-hmm. but really until we, you know, we were engaged with this and really until you just told me what you just told me, I, I didn't know kind of how fundamental and deeply that that ran there so that's that's cool to know i'm, I'm definitely gonna go put my name up there i'm gonna put our company yeah. name there. yeah i definitely thought it's, of it as more of just like a product uh I, maybe that's just what i saw i didn't see notice a ton of services there um but no reason for us not to be there yeah, yeah. so six, six months ago it felt barren um okay. and when we were first when we Couldn't first kicked off i was looking looking for cpa i was looking for this and really didn't see much on there now if you need if you need an ip attorney they're on public square if you need a cpa they're on public square there's mortgage companies on there there's banks there's uh hmm. remax i saw remax is on public square now um wow. which i thought was interesting so they've really gained traction um they've also interestingly they've they've blown their own target their, their own timeline out of the water the growth so i think I think they were, maybe they were too conservative when they launched at, at actually becoming an, a, a national uh, platform. 
but they have been rapidly again, you know, again, they've just a number of coffee companies on there now is like, and yet I'm still getting referrals, even in that long list, that yeah. alphabetical list that I'm not at the top of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so people, people are using it. I think I need to change our, uh, our name to a one dash North arrow coffee yeah. on there so we can get to the top of the list. <laughs> That's funny. Cool. What are the, uh, you know, what are, what are the right kind of demographics for a, um, a a coffee shop to thrive? Man, that blew my mind. Um, I would have thought that that we would that our target audience was millennials, right? I, that's just where I would go, and I'm I'm right on in between. I'm, I was born in '82, so I'm either an elder millennial or a last. What do they call it? A last Gen Xers. Then. It's a little micro. I got the I got the worst of both worlds. Um, <laughs> but uh, I audience, especially with the specialty grade, was the coffee culture. You know, currently twenty five to forty year old crowd. Um, our biggest demographic of of users is um, women fifty five and older. Our brand does really well with that. I, I guess that has more to do with our brand story than the um, than the coffee itself. Um, now, as for a shop, though, I don't know yet because we're not a shop. Um, yeah. hope, I hope someday we will. Uh, it's 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 not in the works, but it's uh, it's in the works up here at least. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But yeah, I, I figured um, that the specialty grade coffee was going to be a, a younger market than it is. Um, interestingly, the specialty grade coffee market is growing. It just eclipsed the conventional market. It uh, now owns more than 50% of the total coffee market and is growing year over year by like, you know, six, seven percentage points, which is even through a recession. Um, last year's growth numbers in the special degree market are like, oh, I, this is like a recession proof business. I'm glad we did this. Um, and more and more people coffee and brewing coffee at home or three, four, demographically, I. I, where we're not performing well or where I'm not seeing a lot, actually just those are opportunities that at some point we have to seize. And hopefully those numbers will kind of even out as far as who, you know, who's buying our coffee. Awesome. Any more questions, Dan? What's your uh, favorite way of making coffee at home? All of the ways. <laughs> all of the ways. No, um, it's 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 either what coffee maker I most recently bought, yeah, <laughs> or um, or it depends on the coffee or, or what I'm craving. I'll tell you, my daily routine most days is a cafe americano. So pull a double shot of espresso, drop it into some hot water. That's that's how I wake up in the morning. But um, I love a good pour over. Um. I did a. I don't know if you're familiar with the siphon pot, but I usually do an afternoon cup of coffee around one, two o'clock. And uh, today it was the siphon pot, which is a fun way to make coffee, and it's a great conversational piece when you got people at the table. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to peg down one. Is that the is is that the one that like is a double stack or it looks like it's got mm-hmm. kind of two layers? Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's siphoning water. Yeah, the water like- boils in the bottom. Okay. That's right. Water boils in the That's bottom. The, the pressure of the uh, steam forces the water up a tube into the top chamber where it brews. 
And then when you take the flame away, the air and the steam inside condenses down and it draws the coffee through the grinds, through the filter and into the bottom. It's super, super clean cup. You get like no on top and you get you really get the flavor profile of the uh, of the beans. I would say that if you're like a real kind of sewer, it's probably one of the best ways to go. But I like my espresso machine, too. So that, that's how my my grandmother made it. Right. I mean, that's a, that's really, really old school. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like, um, I don't know. I know the, uh, the old Italian mocha pots were like, that was like what my grandfather had on the stove. And then the, the old, those were it for a long time, but. Yeah. Now, what, what did you call yeah. them? A, a wet pot? Mocha, the pot? mocha pots, yeah. the little stovetop ones, similar concept. You got a bottom chamber with water and then it pushes up. Yeah. Um, the little different than the siphon pot because it doesn't come back down. Ah, it doesn't come back down. Okay. Is that similar yeah. to the air press? How that air press works? Um, similar concept. Yeah, you're you're taking hot water and forcing it through the grinds. Yeah, sounds like most coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's always variation. You do get yeah, different yeah. flavors out of it and yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, that's one I've been sort of curious about, but never super motivated to go after. Um, but the AeroPress? Yeah. Yeah. It seems convenient. Everybody... Like for it's, it's, it's pretty small setup, right? Pretty portable, small setup. Yeah. So yeah, you can take it to the office with you, uh, travel with it. Everybody I know that has one raves about it. It's probably the one thing I haven't gotten around to yet. Um, but I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. It doesn't, although there is a misconception, it doesn't make espresso. It just makes coffee. Yeah. And there is a difference. There is a difference in the two. Um, yeah. But there's nothing wrong. I like coffee. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. Cool. Well, awesome. Thanks, Rob. Really, really fun to hear your story and uh, excited to follow you guys, of course. See, see what's next for you guys. Yeah. Excited to get your coffee. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I want to. Once we end the interview, I'll I'll put it and <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I want to yeah. check on your order, see where I'm it is. I'm sure it'll come. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think that's all we have. I mean, really, really enjoyed it, and uh, you know, happy to stay connected, and and uh, maybe we can have another one of these conversations not too long here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anytime you guys want to have me on, uh, thank you for reaching out. And um, I love doing this. So I love the opportunities. So just, just happy to be here. Well, thank you for your service, too. Um, you know, that's not an easy sacrifice to make. And, uh, you know, thank God that uh, you're home safe now. But uh, thank you for doing all that for us. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say my pleasure. <laughs> I never know how to answer that. Thank you yeah. for your service. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say, my, I'd say my pleasure, but it wasn't always pleasurable. Your honor. <laughs> it was your honor. It was It was my honor. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll throw out there for you, Rob. Is there is there anywhere that's easiest to access you, uh, social media website that you would recommend for listeners to go to? 
Um, well, the website's www.northarrowcoffee.co. Um, so, and uh, we we try to encourage everyone to follow us on social. Uh, all our social handles are at North Arrow Coffee, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, unless you're looking for some hot takes on Twitter, and check out Pro Life Coffee. Um, we post our sales and, and uh, giveaways and stuff on social media channels too. So, if you're uh, we like we like to have some fun with that way too. So go go follow us on Instagram. Maybe you'll get some coffee in your mailbox. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Rob. All right. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for listening to Work is Good. If you enjoyed it, share it, leave a review, and listen next week.